If you accept a limiting belief, then it will become a truth for you. That is a quote by Louise Hay. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to episode 111. The topic of this week's episode is the eggshell effect. My guest this week is Joel Hoke. Joel Hoke is an energy awareness coach and an emerging author in the healing arts. His book, The Eggshell Effect, reveals the story of how he discovered the source of his lifetime of illness and how he powerfully transformed his health beyond the limitations set for him by the conventional medical establishment. In this awareness, he provides insights and tools for others to seek and find their own healing. Welcome, Joel, to Trina Talk. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward for that. I am looking forward to speaking with you. Um, you, well, we were referred to each other by a, a friend who is, uh, he was on this show, Dom Damaski, and he's a good guy. And he said that you were somebody that I needed to have on the show. So I take his recommendation highly. So I have you here and we're going to just, we're going to have an amazing conversation. <laughs> Yes, I'm looking forward for that. I hear a lot of great things about you and your program, and I'm honored to be here. Well, great. Well, thank you. Well, Joel, I see you are a energy awareness coach. You are a, a healer, a speaker, and a soon-to-be best-selling author. Yes, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. So let's start off. We're going to start off with... Um, energy awareness coach, because I've never heard that term before. And if you could tell me what that is, but before you do, give me a little backstory on you and how you've come to be an energy awareness coach, because I'm pretty sure you haven't been doing this all your life. No, so it's it's a fairly new thing for me. And really, it's it's you just asked me how I got this. It will take me probably two hours to explain to you how I got to that. So, so, so let, let me just make it short. Uh, basically throughout my life journey, and, and we will get into this as, as we're going further in the, in the call, uh, there, there were a lot of events that happened. And, and we all have our own special events that happen, including myself. And really about... 12 years ago, I was really, really sick and I was barely able to walk. And my doctor, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And my doctor told me, Joel, within 10 years, you will be living in a wheelchair. Get yourself ready to, to, to live in a wheelchair. Get, you know, get, live in a ranch style home. Make sure you have a bathroom and, and a bedroom and everything comfortable for people with a hand, with a wheelchair to, to be able to live. And, for about over a year, I actually believed them. And I say, this is probably the future that I'm living into. And, and it was 
in my head at times surrender and time defeated and then times it's not going to happen it will happen uh, and, and after about over a year uh, I went to uh, to a self-awareness seminar and at the time uh, they, I was walking with the cane when I was walking I was working with the cane and the lady that ran the seminar asked me Joel what's what's going on with you what's what's wrong with you she, the, she asked I remember she asked what's wrong with you and, and I say I have a mess and she said, you know, it's an autoimmune disease. And I say, yes, sure, I know that. And she said, you know, you brought it on yourself. Now I had, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The face that you made, this is the face that everybody made, and including myself. I said, what, what do you mean? Now, this woman was so powerful with a microphone standing on top of the stage. I had no tools to bother her. I had no clue what she's talking about, but I really could not even have a conversation about what does it mean I bought it for myself. And I say, sure, I know. And I really had no clue what she's talking about. The seminar was amazing. And a few weeks after the seminar, uh, the question that she, that statement that she made came up into my head. And I say, one second. Let's say for a second it is true that I brought it on myself. So it's me that I can make myself sick. Now, if I have that much power to make myself sick, it's mean that I have that much power to make myself healthy. So this is the best question that I could ask, been asked, and this is the best question that the way that I answer, I kept the question alive. Mm. Now, the reason that I share this, and we will get deeper into that, but this is, we have the power to get ourselves sick. We have the power to get ourselves healthy. We are all uh, energy beings. And we are energetically sourcing ourselves from an event that happened to us in our early part of our life, prior to age eight, probably. And each of us have these events that happen, that we running our life and we living our life is this is the truth from a very early age with the glasses of the eight, six, five years old child. And we think that we're living life. So what I do I support people, and we will get deeper into that later, but I support people to get connected to the events that running their life without them even knowing about it. So this is what energy awareness coaching means, is that for us to understand uh, what's sourcing us. And, you know, Trina, I will ask you, uh, how many times did you do something and you say, I will never do that again? Many. And you did it again. Exactly. Correct. So if knowledge was enough, we will be going to living in a perfect world. Now, there's something energetically that's sourcing us to do what we're doing in the first place. Now, until we're getting the energy complete, only then we can actually freely choose our life. Until we don't understand what's sourcing us, we're just in a one reaction after another reaction after another reaction. So hmm. this is what energy awareness life coaching means. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. So, you know, and you said MS, and, it's, and my good friend, she has MS. Um, so tell me, once this lady told you that, and you saw the look on my face when she said, oh, you've done it to yourself. What did you think, and, and how do you think you brought this upon yourself? And how did you get better? So, so 
let's start with how I got better. Uh, basically, I, I got better. Actually, let's go back. Let's see how I bought it on myself. Now, we, really, this is... Uh, I did not know how I bought it on myself. It probably took another five years after this question brought to me is uh, how I how I got it, how I bought it on myself. Now, after I say, after I realized that I had the powers to heal myself, and it's all in the mindset, because up until that point, I was, I surrender. I give in. I took, I took the diagnosis of the doctor that say, Joel, this is the future that you're living into and treat it as the truth. This is the truth. There is nothing for me to do. I, 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 I defeated. I, I'm a victim. Why me? All this stuff that went in my head. Well, never stuff that actually gave me any power. But once I realized that I can heal myself, my conversations with myself were completely different. I will find a solution. I'm refusing to live like this for the rest of my life. At the time, my kids were very young. I was a single parent at the time with two, two young kids. And, and I said, this is not how would they go to live their life if, if their father will be a handicap by the time that my son will finish high school. This was not a future that I really want to live into. And as soon as I start looking at other ways to heal myself, uh, doctors start to show up. Alternative healers start to show up. Alternative way of treating our body showed up into my life and nutrition show up. So I, I change all my diet. I change what I drink. I change what I eat. I change... Now, for me, it was very easy to do. I know that some people are very, very struggling with stuff like that. People often ask me, I give up. I used to live on coffee, meat, and bread, and I give them all up. Mm. I, I, I became a gluten-free. I became, um, eventually, I became a vegan. I, I drink only water. Now, for me, it's easy to quit stuff like that. For some people, it's really struggling to do that. Now, I often people, when people ask me, Joel, how did you give this up? I say, look, I would lay in bed for days at a time, not drinking water because the pain to get up to go to the restroom was so terrible that it was easier for me to lay in bed thirsty than to get up and go to the restroom. So I had something to compare to. So eventually when I started feeling better, I, was, I did not miss any of this food because I did not miss any of the pain as well. So, so this is the first way of how I got better. And I got better fairly quick. It probably took about six months. And I say six months, it's quick. Unfortunately, we live in a time that people want to feel better now. Give me the medications, make me feel better now. Now for me, because I had a future of living in a wheelchair for the rest of my life, so six months is pretty quick <laughs> compared to the rest of my life. Uh, so at that time, I start healing myself uh, in in a, in a much in a, in a, in, a, in much organic from the inside out, and I start walking better. I, I I I I the pain level was almost completely gone, but it still did not answer the question that you ask: is how I brought it on myself. Now, to answer this question is we have to move forward to 2013, the spring of 2013. At the time, uh, I, I was living in Pittsburgh with my two kids and 
my second my second wife and my mom and my family i'm originally from israel so my family is in israel and my all the sisters say hey if you want to see mom alive you have to come now because my mother uh, was battling cancer for for seven years and and in these seven years I, i went multiple multiple times to 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 be with her and to support her obviously i want to see her uh, one more time uh, while she's still alive and i immediately jumped on the plane I, i was in israel for the last week of my mom's life and i was there for another for another week after she passed i came back home to pittsburgh and losing my mom and and the hard working that it was there and then the following day my wife at the time say i'm living so within a week time i lost my mother and i lost my wife and saying i want to die it's an understatement i did not want to kill myself i i, I just want to make sure i'm clear i did not want to kill myself but i would be okay to die and the pain was tremendous to losing both of them in in such a uh, such a short period of time and and after a few weeks so i i months that i couldn't eat i couldn't sleep i i would sleep two hours two hours a day if i was lucky in 20 minutes instrument and it it was it was terrible and i asked myself a question how did they get here like what happened <laughs> this was never my plan this was never my dream uh for from starting from living in Pittsburgh I, i i never knew that Pittsburgh exists when like when i was a kid like it's not like when i grew up i say when i grow up i want to live in Pittsburgh i love Pittsburgh beautiful people beautiful city just great great place to live but it was not my dream right. i ran i ran multiple businesses that i did not enjoy any of my businesses wow. i've been sick I've been this was the second marriage that fell apart being a single parent it, like how did they get here like this is not what was my dream when i grow up and to obviously for us to be able to understand how do we get here we have to start to go backwards correct i don't know how i got here if i'm not w- walking backwards and i start to go backwards and slowly slowly with a lot of work and And, and a lot i had a huge group of people that helped me it, it, it was not by myself um i was able to go back to the last day of first grade and as i shared earlier we all experience something in our childhood that reshape our life mm-hmm. i was able to go to the last day of first grade sitting in the classroom and the teacher walking and giving all the kids the report card and the diploma for completing first grade and in my diploma to complete first grade there was my name and the name of the school and where it's supposed to say you are welcome to go to second grade there was a black marker banana you're not going to second grade you have to do first grade again wow. now we have to we have to understand this is happened for the 45 years ago so so today something like this would not happen 45 years ago we lived in different times yeah and so so we, we cannot judge what happened back then with our understanding of life today and and at that moment a 
as a seven-year-old. My only logic was smart kids going to second grade and stupid kids have to go to first grade again. I felt abandoned. I felt embarrassed. I had a secret. And the reason that I had to do first grade again is because I have dyslexia. Now, at the time, nobody knew what dyslexia is. Israel was a very young country. I mean, they were more worried about staying alive than really how kids feel. And there were bigger things that they were concerned about. And so I have a secret. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. All my friends moved on to second grade. I have to stay in first grade again. And this is, I was so embarrassed. And at that moment, I had to figure out a way how to survive life. Now, from age seven until age 45 of the spring of 2013, I live my life as it's the truth that I am stupid. Mm. And everything that I did was to cover my secret, was to battle in my head, I'm stupid, I'm not stupid. I did stuff to prove to myself that I'm not stupid, but it really all came for me to prove that I'm not stupid. So it's the same energy. It's, there is no difference uh, between, between the two. And this is how I live life. Carry this energy that impact the choices that I made in my life, the people that I joined that join into my life, the businesses that I got involved, the intimate relationship that I got involved in. Everything came up from, I am stupid. Now, in my mind, why a good woman, a smart woman, would want to marry a stupid guy? Like, why would she? Now, it was not stuff that I spoke about on a daily basis as I speak with you right now. It was in the subconscious mind that I had no clue that it's running the show. It was just there in the back of my mind, just kept working and working and working, and I had no clue what's going on around me. I just live life as a reaction to reaction to reaction, carrying a secret, being embarrassed, being isolated, and just being in survival mode. And this is how I made myself sick. Wow. So, wow. It, you know, that's very profound, right? So you're saying that that event of not being passed on to second grade, you held that and it ate you up all your life, basically. And it manifested itself into a disease. Correct. Wow. Amazing. And, and you know, it's, it's funny you say that, but I have always thought this, um, I didn't know what to call it, but I had a mother who died of breast cancer and I have a sister, older sister who, um, mentally is not well, but she wasn't always that way. And I've said that she made herself the way that she is now just because of how she acted and just the, the, the things that she subjected herself to and that she was thinking um, that were not so, but she was thinking that and so much so that she basically drove herself crazy. So I can see, I can see that happening, but you know, I guess 
when you say something like MS, it's like, wow, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, to think that you could manifest that in yourself is, it's really, it's really amazing. And, and, you know, you said it was like five years after your diagnosis that you actually went back and realized that that's where that started. With that, did you find that other things in your life um, would not, was not the way you wanted to be? It's like your, your, your confidence, how you interacted with other people. Um, did any other things play on that, that now you realize that maybe resulted from you thinking that you were stupid? So first of all, what, what you share about your mother and about your sister, and, and I'm certain that you are as well. And everybody that's listening to this uh, broadcast, we all have our own story. We all have a moment like that in our life. Now, it's not might be my story. It could be whatever it is. And it sometimes can be as insignificant. It can be a more, a set. for me, it's happened to be significant, but it's really, I'm not the only child that ever, had to do a first grade or second grade to, to do a class again. I, I'm not the, the first one, neither the last one. Uh, but we all have a one second in our life that from that moment and on, our life getting kidnapped by fear. And from that moment and on, we are living in a reaction from fear. There is nothing that we do from a free choice. and. I, I, this is what I work with people, and I, I'm there is I'm happy, and I'm so glad to be able to support people to get them connected to that second because it can be a second, and life is never the same. Now, for some people, it can be something much more than just a second. It can be an event. It can be abuse. It can be a lot of things that happen to people that their life getting kidnapped. By fear, but for some people, it's it's a minor second that their life is never the same again. Now, you ask if there's other areas. If my life, it's all my life. I only have one life. This lifetime, I only have one life. So everything that happened in my life from that moment and on, it's a reaction to that event. Now. I shift my relationship to life from a life of destination to a life of a journey. I used to live life as a destination. I need to be there. I need to do this. I need to earn that. I need to have this. I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want. I will be happy when I get there. And I was never happy. I never got nowhere. I never got nowhere. Now, once I shift my life to a relationship of a journey, so I can look back at all the things that can easily be translated as the bad things that happen in my life. And there are plenty of them, and the book is sharing all of them. I'm happy, and I'm loving Joel today. And I could not change anything in my past. 
because if I would change one little thing, I will not be here right here, right now, in interview by you. So I am so thankful of who I am today. So as a part of this, I choose to be thankful to all the joy, happiness, pain, suffering that I experience to be able to get to where I am today. Yeah, that says a lot. So even though you contribute your event in your life, your childhood to your MS, do you look at things now as everything happens for a reason? Everything happens. We give it a reason. Mm. Mm. Now, sometimes things happen and we don't give them a reason and we don't learn from the lesson. Hmm. So, for example, my father passed away and I got divorced. Mm -hmm. And I did not learn my lesson that I had to learn. Mm -hmm. Because there was a big space between my father passing away to my first divorce. So, there was a lesson for me to learn. Things happen and I did not give them a reason. Wow. Then... God say, Joel, I tried to teach you slowly in the first time. You did not learn your lesson. Now I have to turn up the volume a little bit. Your mom passed away and you get divorced and it's all happened in one week. Now let's see if you learned the lesson now. So everything happened because we know everything happened. And it's only valuable when we give it a reason. Mm. That's That's interesting how you said that because... That really makes sense because I usually say everything happens for a reason, but you just say, yeah, things happen, but you learn the lesson and give it a reason. So that's, that's, um, that's a good way to look at it. I never thought about it that way, but that's, um, that's really good. So tell us about the book, uh, the eggshell effect. I, I love that title. Tell us about the book and, and what we'll learn from that book. So this is a working book, okay? Uh, it's, I, I'm not sure exactly how many pages because as I say, the book is in the final stages and, and in the next couple of days, uh, it will be out. So obviously when people will hear this uh, podcast, uh, the book by that time will be out. So, but it's not a long book. Uh, it's been a long, long time been in the making and it, it's basically sharing about everything that I share with you with more details and to greater depth into everything that happened in my life, why I chose the people that showed up in my life, how I experienced it, what did they feel about it? And, and in the end of each chapter, there is an invitation to reflect. So I will share about a part of my life in each chapter. And in the end of each chapter, the readers will have an opportunity to reflect on their own life. Hey, where were you talked about? Where does it touch my life? Where did I experience? Where did I experience that in my life? And so my hope is that people will read it any way that they want to, but and, and some of them will read it fast, some of them will read it slow. But there is really, I hope, is that they will get the value and do the work that can get the most out of this book. 
So, so it's not a reading book to get on the plane and to start reading. It, it's probably not good to speak. You can read it in a weekend, but the work that can be done can be, it can take years and years to actually get the work done. And mm-hmm. my commitment is that for people to learn from my journey and learn from my experience and be able to reflect on their own life. Mm. So as, as the reader is reading this, they should have a journal and really reflect, take notes and do some inward processing to really for it to really help them. Correct. And and there's got to be place in the book for people to actually write notes and to actually, it's got to be coming. This is, this is the planning design to have in the book itself. People can write some notes in it. Great. Great. Wow. I mean, that's your story has just been amazing, Joel. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, being referred by Dom, I, I knew it wouldn't disappoint. But yeah, you I mean, you have an amazing story. So. OK, so I, I have the one question I have to ask. So you changed your life when you processed, you know, what happened through your life and you got yourself well from. MS. Um, so are, are you still diagnosed with MS or is it just so much better that you're living with it? You're, uh, you know what I mean? Not so much better you're living with it, but um, it's under control. So uh, I cannot answer this question. And the reason that I fire my conventional doctor, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I do know that I don't feel the pain that I used to feel. I don't walk with the cane. Uh, last month, uh, two months ago, I say in the middle of the COVID and, and working from home, I say I need to walk more. And I say for, for the full months, I had the goal to walk 100 miles. I actually end up working almost 130 miles that month. So, so I, I, don't, I, I don't relate to myself as MS. In the moment that... I start healing myself. I refer to myself being diagnosed with MS. There's a big difference of I have MS and being diagnosed with MS. Our language is extremely, extremely important. Uh, so, uh, so, so I don't consider myself as have MS. I'm, at the time, I was diagnosed with MS. And, and for those that understand what it is, this is not a disease that you, generally speaking, heal yourself from. People can actually figure out a way to live with that and to slow down the disease, but eventually the disease will catch up. So today it's it's 12 years after I was was diagnosed on the first time, and and, and I'm not planning to live in a wheelchair. As I share, I'm, I'm, I I walked 130 miles, so um, this is just the beginning. Oh yeah, you, definitely. No, you're you're definitely not going to be in a wheelchair. I'm looking at you now. You look very strong. You said when you went to that seminar, you were on a cane, and um, you look of great health to me. So thank you. Great. So I'm 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 glad um, for for you. Um, and I I'm like you. I believe mindset is everything. Um, how we view ourselves and just how we approach life. And, and I do, and I do feel that we do bring a lot of things upon ourselves, um, health wise and otherwise, just by our thinking and what we, how we speak and how we live. So, um, that's something that 
you know, I had some things happen in my life and I had to um, do my inward reflecting. And like, just like you, I went back in my life to say, okay, how did I end up here? So I'm, I'm a firm believer of that as well. So um, yeah, your story really resonates with me. It's, it's great. Um, we're going to get into the questions. Are, are you ready for the questions? I am. Unless often people ask me about the name. Oh, you know what? And that was my question. How, yes. How did you, how did you get the title of that? That was, you know, I have it in my notes and I you do it. have it in your notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just want to respond to, to what you say and the suggestions to the readers. When you ask yourself, how did I end up here? How did I get here? My invitation is zero judgment and zero victim. Because if we judge ourselves or others, or if we are treating ourselves as victim or other people as victim, we go most likely go to miss the boat. Yeah. It, it, it just be as vulnerable as possible. What, 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 one of the statements that I have in my book is the willingness to be vulnerable is the access to freedom. Mm. So when you ask yourself or anybody that's listening to this broadcast, ask themselves, how did they get here? Whatever you're going on in your life right now, whatever you're not complete, whatever you're not happy, whatever can be better, wherever you are, if it's marriage, if it's work, if it's, if it's being a parent, if it's being a son or a daughter, wherever we are, whatever we are in our life that we, we feel that this is it, <laughs> like it's, this, is, this is as good as it's get. Or wherever you are. And, and if you want to ask yourself the question, how did you get here? My invitation is to slowly, slowly go backwards and love yourself in the process. Love anybody that showed up in your life. There is nobody that showed up in our life accidentally. Hmm. They all showed up in our life to be a part of our life journey, to teach us a lesson. And if we go to judge them, we go to reverse the focus from us to ourselves to blame somebody else. I'm here because of that. I'm here because my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my parents, whatever. If we're blaming anybody else to how we end up here, we most likely go to get stuck in our journey to find the moment that our life changed. Okay, so I have one question um, sure. to that. So I agree not to judge ourselves, not to blame ourselves, but what do you tell the people who are in this process where they're trying to heal, but yet there's people around them who judge them? How, how do you get past that? You know, how do you, how can you help yourself when you're thinking, you know, oh, my, my brother knows the mistakes that I made and this, that, and other, or my friend and they're, they're calling me a loser or whatever. How do you, how do you work past that to get your healing? People will judge us. This is it. Yeah. People will judge us. Now, they judging us from their own point of view on their own survival mechanism. They only able to see us through their own survival mechanism. They cannot see us through our own eyes. They have, they, they, they have to do their own journey. And part of accepting our life as a journey, we have to accept other people's life as their journey. 
and could be that in this point of time on their journey, they are in the journey that go to judge us. Hmm. They are in the journey that they need to survive their life because the work that they still do in their life, and they just did not do it yet. Hmm. And they just surviving their life. So, so accepting them just because we, just because we chose to get free and grow, grow and, and, and have a different possibility does not mean that everybody around us are on the same page and it's okay. Yeah, you know, that's true. Often people, when they come to me and, and, and we work together and if they, if they in a relationship, if they marry or whatever it is, and, and, and often they will talk about their significant other and 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 I always tell the people when when they do come to work with me, and if relationship is one of the issues that we're working on, is my commitment is to your freedom. My commitment is not to save your marriage. My commitment is not to save your boyfriend or girlfriend. This is not my commitment. Now, could be that in the end of our work together, we will save your marriage, and could be not. But this is not my commitment. My commitment is to your freedom. Because could be that the significant other is not on the same page in the book. And then they just, they where they are. And just because one of us chose to move on in their life, it does not mean that the second person is. Yeah, that's true. That is so true. So tell me about how the title of the book came along. <laughs> Great. So as you can tell, you can't ask me a question and me answer it immediately, correct? For every question that you give me, I have a long, long story before I answer the question. That's okay. That's, that's where the conversation comes in at. Co- correct. So as I share, I, I, I grew up in Israel. And for those of us that know what, anything about Israel, beside what the news show, um, I grew up in a kibbutz. A kibbutz is a farm, is a farm living style. And I was, uh, and one of the main things in, in the kibbutz is that everybody work all the time. Like working is, is we all working and it's a farm style living. So, so everybody had to work from a very early age. And the, I was about 10 years old. And that particular day I was working, we had a petting zoo. Now the petting zoo was running by the by the kids. We we ran the place from A to Z. There was one adult that supervised the kids that we don't hurt ourselves and we don't hurt the animals. However, all the work and everything was done by the kids. So this particular day, I was working in the petting zoo and I was cleaning the shed. We had a shed over there, and in the shed we had an incubator for for eggs that were abandoned by their moms. And this particular day, I, I, was, look, I was working in the shed and I saw a chick trying to break through the eggshell. I was fascinated by that. I never seen something like this before. And I was watching and I was amazed. And I saw the chick breaking the, the eggshell and then stop, breaking more and then stop. And in my mind, the chick need help. And I reached out with my arm to help the chick to break the eggshell. And as soon as I reached out with my arm, the gentleman, the older gentleman, the, the, the adult, 
that was there working with us saw me reaching Miami, just happened to be next to me. There's no, there's, everything happened. At the time, I did not give it a reason. I gave it a reason 35 years later. And as I reached out with my arm, he grabbed my arm and said, Joel, don't do that. And I looked at him like you looked at me and I said, why not? I want to help the chick. He said, you cannot do that. The chick building his muscles by breaking the eggshell to be able to survive outside the eggshell. If you help him, he will not have the muscles that he needs to live outside the eggshell. So you're not really helping him. Now, this day was extremely insignificant for me at the time. Obviously, I did not think about it too much. It was extremely significant for the chick, but the chick obviously died since then. And, and I moved on. I moved on with my life. Fast forwarding 35 years later, as my mom passed away and as my wife left, and I want, I was so struggling. And I was just praying for somebody to touch my shoulder and to make everything go away. And then I remember the chick. And I say, what about if I build myself an eggshell all around me throughout all my life to protect my secrets, to protect my stories about, to my, about myself, to protect my reality? And I just say, I'm safe here. But now it's too small. And I have choices to make. I can either numb myself, that a lot of people do that, and I try to do that, did not work. Or either, what about if I will shift my relationship with my pain and suffering and struggles and start to relate to all of them as an opportunity to break the eggshell around me and to see what is on the other side. And this is why it's the actual effect. Very nice. I like that story. Thank you. Very nice. Yeah, you know, that. It, that's a great story. The whole chick getting the muscles by breaking the shell. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Now I see why your book is going to be a bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 it is there's so much value in it, and 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 I really hope that people will find value in this book. And in in the book, I I share about everything, as I share with you. You know, I I I would go back uh, fifteen years. I will never sit and say, "Hey, I can't read and write." I would I would die before I say that. Today I share about everything that happened in my life and and, and everything where it's coming from and, and and growing up and 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 relationships and intimate relationships and why I chose uh, the, the women that I chose to surround myself with. Why it, it, there is no accidents in anything, and this is what the book is about. And and the last page of the book I I I, I remember as finishing up the book. And, and calling my, I, I, I wrote together this book with, I have a ghostwriter uh, with Lee Ken and, 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 and I finished, I, I finished the book. We, we finished everything. Everything was, was done, ready to go to basically to have some test, test market. And I got 
terrified. I say, wow, like, I, I will have no more secrets. It's not, it's one thing to say, hey, I can tell my friends, hey, you know, I have dyslexia. I could not read and write as a kid today. I can read, okay, I barely can write, but I have theory today. So it doesn't really matter that I can't read or write. Like I, I, can, I can survive life without reading and write and still have information. But I'm sharing about all my secrets. Mm-hmm. I will have no more secrets. Mm-hmm. And while I was meditating, I say, what about if this book will help one person in the world? And if this book will help one person in the world, I'm okay with sharing my secrets with the entire world. I hope it will help to more than one person. But if it's only helping one person, it was all worth it. Wow. It sounds like it will help more than one person because you are sharing your secrets. You're being vulnerable. You're being... I think it's selfless to share that kind of information, um, putting past your shame and your blame, guilt, whatever it is that we usually feel when, you know, we go through things in life, but you're saying I'm exposing myself and I'm telling the story so that someone else can get the benefit and change their life because of it. So that's awesome. That's that's really awesome. Thank you. Wow. Wow. I mean, man, you're so you're so deep, Joel. <laughs> so, you know what? These questions are going to be really good for you. So I'm really interested in your answers. Sure. So here we go. Who or what motivates you? Let me think about it. (laughs) Uh, I think that what motivates me the most is make a difference in other people's life today. I I, I, I think that my purpose today is is making a difference in people's life. And this is motivate me. Mm. And and every time that I work with a client and, and see them, see them become free it, it, it just it's what getting me wake up in the morning and do it all over again what demotivates you uh, i don't know i don't know i i i don't, I don't know uh sometimes i I, I consider myself as a as a energy awareness coach, and 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 the book is my journey from fear. I don't want to say that it's demotivate me. However, sometimes I'm getting stuck in my own fears, and 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 I say, "Come on, Joel, you, you can do better than that." <laughs> so, so sometimes I'm stuck in it for a day. Sometimes I'm stuck for a minute, and sometimes I'm stuck for a week. And and and. And, and, and it's it's not demotivating me, but it's it's just asking myself the question. Okay, this is this is not what my stand for in the world, mm. and not my stand for myself. So so I, I would say that this is something that 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 when it's happened, I, I'm human. Just because I'm aware of all this stuff, I'm still I, I still have all these emotions that are showing up. 
in my life as well. Mm. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Beside all my life? <laughs> Pick one thing. <laughs> uh, it's used to be when I was living life as, as, as a journey. Actually, I, I, as I shift my life, from a life of destination to a life of a journey. And I took a leap of faith about two years ago and I did some changes in my career. And, and, and somebody told me, Joel, you lost your mind. What are you doing? Because we're all living in life. We need to make money. We need to be responsible. You can't make this. And I just walked away from my old life and said, this life does not work for me no more. And somebody came to me and said, Joel, you lost your mind. Now, the person said to hurt me and to try to wake me up and to try to shift me to go back. And my response was, you are absolutely right. The mind that I had before does not serve me anymore. I am so happy to lose it. Wow. But this was not the answer that he was expecting. So, oh, you're right. Let me go back to how I used to live before. I just couldn't. Mm. So your book is your journey from fear. What is your fear? What is my fear today or what my fear was before? Well, do you have a fear today? Absolutely. Yeah. Talk about it. Absolutely. So, so, so obviously my fear is, is, is like, it's, you know, we, we're living in the middle of academic and we, we, I'm probably uh, the thing that I that, that keep showing up is you know the book will be out is my secret will be out is what if people not going to like it what if people will say hey, you were right you were stupid you were stupid when you were seven years old and you're stupid when you're 52 years old and and, and, and it's not showing up all the time it's just we will never go to walk away from fears. We will always have fears. It's just a question how long they go to stay and, and sourcing us. Uh, so, so obviously I, I, I'm excited to the next chapter of my life. I'm looking forward for that. And I really hope that this, I, I, I bet it all, I, I give it all. I mean, this is, this is it. I, 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 I burn the boats, I, I, that's it. There's no, there's no turn back. And obviously sometimes I say, so Joe, maybe, Maybe you should keep one foot on the shore and then, and, and so of sometimes I'm doubting myself if I did, I made the right choice and we will see. Mm. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Beside buying all this stock that they could buy in Microsoft when I was young. <laughs> I feel the same way about Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, Zoom. I mean, Zoom just happened a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. Uh, no, no. And again, and it's a little bit these questions you have to understand that I am in so much peace that I live life as a journey that I understand and respect that everything happened when it was supposed to happen. Hmm. 
so 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 I don't leave there's no these not regrets that that I have that I wish because remember if one thing would be different I will not be here okay so I'm gonna skip that next question <laughs> what, <laughs> what is your definition of success how many people you touch okay how do you recharge meditate okay what are you awesome at Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I want to believe in I'm okay in communication. Okay. What legacy do you want to leave? I want to create the actual effect movement. I want people to be able to relate to their life and to, in the moment when they struggle, to understand that this is an opportunity for them to break the eggshell that they build around themselves and then can live life freely. My commitment is for people to understand when fear calling the shots, and we even did not talk about the opposite energy of fear, but we will leave it for the readers to find in the book. But my commitment is that I, I want to build alternative healing center that we will be a, a donation base for help people to heal themselves from the inside out. I want to have multiple locations like this all over the world. I want to help people to heal themselves, to free themselves, to, to, to live life fully, to make sure that we can love each other for who we are and who we're not. And just because we're different on the outside, it, we, we still all connected from, from the same energy on the inside. And, and, and we, we're living in a very special time throughout humanity right now. And we're living in special times in our country. And, 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 and all of this is unnecessary. And 99.99% of this is coming from a fear base. Mm. So if we can actually see that, as, a, as you asked me earlier, what happened if you're trying to go to something and, and a brother or sister, a husband or a wife holding you back and keep making you feel bad about yourself, they are just as afraid as you are and as I am. Hmm. So if people would be able to understand that fear, really what's charging us and what making us do what we do, I hope that the actual effect movement will give people an opportunity to break this cycle. Hmm. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. I have two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have two, two jumping up and both of them are from the book. Uh, we all heard of love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yes. And this is an amazing statement. However, there is something tremendously missing here. And I know this is a Bible statement. And, and I'm not challenging the Bible. Uh, what's missing here, before we go to that, all of us can look at some of our neighbors and they not necessarily have to be physically neighbors, but people in our life that don't take good care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Don't eat right. Don't sleep right. Don't have a honest relationship. Maybe drink too much. Maybe smoke too much. Maybe doing drugs. Maybe 
whatever it is, being unfaithful. We know people like mm-hmm. that. And if they are our neighbors, do we, I really want this person to love me like he loved himself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want this energy. What's my invitation is love yourself and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm. And we can create love, but we cannot give what we don't have. If we don't love ourselves, how can we love our neighbors as we love ourselves? Love ourselves first and love your neighbor. Wow. What's, is that the one or two? <laughs> this is the one, uh, but it's good. I think we, I think we can wrap it yeah, up with that. That, that uh, was, we, that we, was good. <laughs> I was just wondering, cause you said two and I was like, yeah, that was pretty heavy. So <laughs> <laughs> I think this is, this is good for today. We can, we have to leave something for our next uh, broadcast. Exactly. Cause we're going to, after the book comes out, you're going to have to be back here. So Correct. tell the listeners how they can connect with you if they want to, um, be a, a client of yours, how they can get the book, if you have a website, all of the great things that you're doing. So, so they can connect through uh, joelhawk.com. It's basically J-O-E-L-H-O-L-C.com. Uh, they can connect uh, eggshelleffect.com. Is it the eggshell effect or just no, eggshell? just eggshell okay. effect. Yeah, just eggshell effect. And... For anybody that ordering the book from this website, so so basically they're ordering the book directly for me, they will get a signed copy. However, at the time when this uh, broadcast will be broadcast, uh, they can also buy it at, at Amazon. So whatever works for them, uh, they, they are they are welcome to to do what what works for them. And and there's a lot of time between now until November 30th, and we definitely go to to see how we go to create. We're planning to create a community for people to be able to interact and, and to work together the book. As I shared, this is a book of, it's a working book. So we will create a community to support people to, to do the work. Great. So that's going to be like a Facebook um, group or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 yeah. They, they, they can, there's a, there's a draw hawk, the actual effect Facebook. There's also the actual effect uh, Facebook. So, so this is all got to come, come into life as, uh, as things are developed. Mm. Well, Joe, thank you for sharing your story with me. Um, yeah, it's been a very, very profound conversation. Um, I'm glad that we connected. I'm glad that I was able to speak with you and I wish you much success with your book. Thank you very much. It's been a privilege. I enjoy our time together. You are a very special woman and, and I, I love our connection and, and I'm looking forward to see what the future holds. If you like Trina Talk podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember... If you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.